2 Samuel 19, starting with verse 9. Now all the people were in a dispute throughout all the tribes of Israel, saying, The king saved us from the hand of our enemies. He delivered us from the hand of the Philistines, and now he's fled from the land because of Absalom. But Absalom, whom we anointed over us, has died in battle. Now therefore, why do you say nothing about bringing back the king? So King David sent Zadok, and Abatar the priest, saying, Speak to the elders of Judah, saying, Why are you the last to bring the king back to his house, since the words of all Israel have come to the king to his very house? I want to share for a few moments on an attitude of gratitude today. I believe this subject needs to be revisited very often. Having an attitude of gratitude because sometimes if we're not careful, we'll get in a rut and a routine and we forget about how powerful having a, a, an attitude of gratitude can be. How many knows there are all kinds of other attitudes out there? Come on. I'm not even going to go there today. You know what I'm talking about, amen. You, you've witnessed some. I witnessed some yesterday driving in traffic in Carrollton yesterday. Oh, my goodness. Come on, somebody. <laughs> I heard it said not too long ago, and this is very powerful and true, that gratitude is the seed for God to do more in your life. Amen. Gratitude is the seed for God to do more in your life. In other words, the more grateful we are for what God's done in our lives, and how many knows we ought to verbalize it like we've done in this service. We've said thank you, we praise you, we worship you, you've been good to us. If we're not thankful, listen, this is powerful to me. If we're not thankful for what we've got, if we're not thankful for what the Lord has already given us, why in the world would God bless us with more just to complain about? Come on, think about it. Somebody may be saying, Lord, why have you not blessed me? Have you been thanking him for what he's already done for you? Instead of complaining, amen. According to the scripture that I just read, we discover here in 2 Samuel 19 that the throne on this occasion in Israel was empty. There was no king reigning on the throne. King Absalom had tried to take over but was killed. And now Israel had a throne that was empty. And this makes me think of Psalm 22 where God says that God inhabits the praises of his people. God inhabits the praises or the thanksgiving of his people. In fact, the Japanese version of scripture says when you praise the Lord, you create a throne and God comes down and sits on that throne. I want to ask you today, Mount Holly, does God have a seat in your life today? Has God been offered a seat and made to feel welcome in your life and in this house by your personal praise and giving thanks today? Or have you left it up for everyone on the platform or your neighbor on your road to praise God for you? If so, you haven't sowed a seed of gratitude for more. Because when you praise the Lord, when you lift your hands and you verbalize it and you say, thank you, Jesus, I praise you, Jesus, then God will come down and he will sit in that place you have provided. And so according to the Bible, David senses that the kingdom is divided. And he says, he senses, it's my time to take the position as king that I've been anointed to do. During this time, a question is asked to the elders of Judah. And remember, the tribe of Judah meant the Lord is to be praised or 
I will praise the Lord. Understand, out of all of the tribes, all of the other tribes, all of the other 11, had accepted David as the next king, as the anointed king of Israel. There was one tribe that was holding out. There was one tribe out of the 12 that was being hesitant, that was being sluggish, that was being slow of accepting David as the next king of Israel. And guess which one it was? Yeah, the tribe of Judah. That means praise. That means thanksgiving. Why were they the ones hindering the king from coming and taking the throne? In other words, today, church, when you and I don't praise the Lord properly, we don't thank the Lord properly, the king will not come and take up his throne. How many of you want him to come into this service and sit down in his throne and rule and reign in this service and in our life? It, that's why we praise him, amen. The question was asked to Judah, why are you the last to welcome him? Every other tribe has welcomed him and accepted him except for you, Judah, and your name means praise. Of all the tribes, why are you? The one that means praise are the last one to accept the king. And if, and if we were doing a spiritual parallel, if we know that, that praise draws the king and, and he enthrones the praises, why on the, in, in the world would the tribe of Judah that means praise hold off? Judah, you're supposed to be a praiser. You're supposed to be a thanksgiver. Why are you the last? After all that he's done for you, why are you the last one to give thanks? One translation says, why are you so sluggish? Why are you so hesitant? Why are you so slow to bring the king back through your thanksgiving and praise? You see, Israel at the moment had no leader, had no king, and Israel needed the king, and Judah would be the vessel that would get the king back to his throne. How many of you today, you say, I need the king to show up in my house today? I'm talking about the king of glory today. How many of you would say, I need the king to show up in my marriage? I need the king to show up in these situations I'm dealing with, with the vessel to get the king to show up is through praise, through Judah, through thanksgiving if you don't praise him the throne will remain unoccupied and other kings will take up residence such as fear and worry and torment and they will occupy the throne instead but how many knows today when you begin to say I love you Lord and I worship you Lord and I exalt you king and I praise you and you glorify him and you thank him then you create a throne and then the king of glory comes and sits on it While other kings come in on chariots, while other kings come strutting in with long robes and crowns and servants surrounding them, while other kings are escorted by troops and parades and trumpets blasting, I want to tell you today, Mount Holly Church, our king, the king of kings and lord of lords, how does he come? He comes through praise, thanksgiving, and I just wish somebody, you don't need me to preach and tell you to, you ought to be doing it now because we need the king today. Oh, come on, somebody give him praise in this place. Hallelujah. 
Every time we come to church, we shouldn't come wondering if God's going to show up or not. We need to realize that you and I are king carriers. Somebody said you can't bring a revival in a suitcase. I beg to differ. If you can get two or three people just to come together and you begin to praise him and thank him, he'll set up a throne right in the midst and he'll take over that service. And when God takes over a service, it can break out in revival, amen. Miracles can tell. Come on, somebody. Send up some praise to the king today. Somebody say thank you today. Hallelujah. Somebody look down your, I need some help today. Well, I'm not gonna quit preaching till this gets a hold of somebody today. So you might as well hurry up and get a hold of this if you want to go to lunch because look down your row that you're sitting on today and say neighbor I'm going to be the praise leader on this row I'm not going to wait on anybody else why are you so slow why are you so sluggish and bringing the king back I'm going to praise him I'm going to lift my hands I'm going to glorify him right here oh you can do it with me or without you but I know that I need the king and the king is the answer and I'm going to put him where he belongs back on the throne of my heart back first place in my life most important thing we can do when we come together like this is to get Jesus to where he wants to be in this service that's why the Bible says oh magnify the Lord with me let us exalt his name together which means it's good for you to praise the Lord in your car it's good for you to give thanks to God in your house but God I found out that God will do things for you when you get around other believers like you are right now together in this room and if you can get everybody to begin to praise him and thank him and you put your praise with their praise and you put your praise with my praise I've learned that God will show up and God will begin to blow your mind amen Ah, come on more praise and more thanks and bigger praise and bigger thanks and when we come together in the power of agreement the bigger place of praise we provide the bigger demonstration of the Holy Ghost I wish somebody would join me right now come on come together and let's give him one more shout of praise hallelujah thank you Jesus Offer him a throne in this room today, church. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look at your neighbor this morning and say, neighbor, help me get Jesus where, where, to where he desires to be in this service. He's not there yet, but you can get him there. Hallelujah. I've learned you let a bunch of people get together like us today. And that people begins opening their mouths and giving God praise and thanks and then watch what happens. So the question today, why should we be so slow, Judah? Why should we be so sluggish? Why should we be so hesitant in bringing the king in? How do we bring the king in? By praise and thanksgiving. Judah was being slow and sluggish about it. Judah, the praisers. I've learned that when the Lord gets back on the throne, he's king over disease and problems and fear and depression and sickness and every mountain. I want the king on the throne. Amen. And if we're going to do that, we're going to have to offer him a throne in this place because I've learned intelligence is not the answer. 
More programs are not the answer. More sermonettes are not the answer. We need the power of God in our lives and services. And he'll only come when he's offered praise and thanks. And if we'll learn to praise him together, we'll get our king on the throne. And when he's thrown, he's thrown over anything that's coming against us. Too many times we sit back and we let this praise team and band and a choir worship for us. They're not, listen, they're not here to entertain us. They're not here for us to sit out there and critique them either. They are here to worship the one true living God. This is not a stage to put on a show. This is a platform to minister the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ through song and through word and through demonstration. Amen. And too many times churches in general sit back and they want the worship team to do the worshiping for them. I've come to tell you, if you do that and don't join in, you're going to miss out because the, the, the seed of gratitude will bring more to you in your life. Come on, Judah. Come on, praisers. Where are you at today? We need the king back on the throne and the only way he's going to come is if we praise and thank him together, amen. If we can just realize when we praise him, we won't have to hope we're going to have church. <laughs> we won't have to hope God will move. He lives in an atmosphere of praise. Because angels right now, all the time are saying, holy, 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 holy. See, sometimes the Holy Ghost is looking for somebody in some church to move on, but we're too worried about our hair getting messed up, mascara running, worried about how we may look, what somebody might say. We're worried we might lose our dignity. We might be out on a camera somewhere on a video, live streamed around the world somewhere. That's all right. Who cares? But when the Holy Ghost comes, he's looking for somebody who will offer him a seat. Amen. Cord, Pastor Cord, bring me a chair up here, will you? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord wanted me to ask us today, why is Judah, why are the praisers, why or the thanksgivers taking so long to get the king back. Listen to me today, church. I know you're going through stuff. My phone rings quite a bit. I talk to a lot of people. I know you're struggling today. We all are. We all have our battles today. And if you're going through some stuff... Just let me tell you, that's not a time to get quiet. And it's not a time to get silent. It's a time to praise Him and thank Him even more. You can praise your way through whatever you are going through right now. You can push through the hurt. You can push through the weakness. You can push through the pain. You can push through the doubt. 
You can push through the weariness. How? You praise the Lord. You praise the Lord. You thank the Lord. And you may say, God, I don't even understand. I don't know what's going on. I don't understand why I'm dealing with this. I don't know why this is happening to me. But I've made up my mind. I'm going to praise you anyhow. I'm going to thank you anyways today. I'm going to lift you up no matter what I feel, no matter what my emotions are, because I've determined you are good and you are faithful and your favor is upon me and I'm going to, oh come on somebody praise the Lord in this place hallelujah God you've not deserted us we give you glory you have to, we got to keep on speaking we got to keep moving we got to keep praising today just because you're in a mess and having to wade through some stuff is not a time to quit praising That's the time to double up because gratitude is the seed for more. Think about and look back at all that God's done for you in your life and then answer this question today. Why are you so sluggish and slow and hesitant to offer the king a throne? Why? I wish somebody would get a hold of this like I feel it today. Hallelujah. Think just a moment with me, church. I just got to slow down right here for a moment. This may be the key to breakthrough for somebody here or watching. If we pray, when we praise the Lord and we thank the Lord, the Bible says He inhabits or He'll come in and occupy the throne. And just imagine today, this is His throne today. And as you begin to praise Him and thank Him, He comes in and takes a seat right among us today. The question to Judah was, why are you so slow? Why are you holding back? What's keeping you from releasing praise and being thankful for what God has done? Because of that, the king is not occupying the throne. Church, I want him to fill that seat today. I want him to sit in this place today because I I don't want fear to occupy the throne in my life. I don't need depression. I, I don't need sickness. I want the king of glory to sit on this throne. And when his presence is here, there's victory and there's grace and there's mercy and there's forgiveness today. Come on somebody one more time I know you're getting tired of standing and you're getting tired of opening your mouth but somebody needs this somebody one more time needs the king to occupy your throne today lift up shout of praise you're battling something you're wading your way through a struggle and I've come to tell you the key to victory is the king coming and occupy oh come on keep praising him right now keep thanking him right now come on you may not feel like it right now but Push through. Don't do it for me. I'm trying to help you today. Oh, while you're doing it, depression is backing up fear. It's backing up hopelessness. It's backing up sickness. It's backing up demons are backing up when God's people thank him. Because when God the king shows up, let God arise and all his enemies be scattered. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Jesus is looking right now in this service for some king carriers. It's time we go after him. It's time we offer him a throne in this place today. 
Hallelujah. It's time we put Jesus in his rightful place. I've determined if I can have anything to do with it at all, that we will not dry up and be some dead, lifeless church because I know too much about my king. I know what my king can do and I'm gonna put on the garment of praise even if I'm discouraged. I'll put on the garment of praise even if I'm depressed. I'm gonna wrap myself in the garment of praise even if I'm sick, even if I've got a bad report, even whatever may come, I'm determined I'm gonna put on the garment of praise. It will not be my fault that we're sluggish and getting the king back. If I will not mope around. I will not whine and cry because I know the king is the answer and the king is on our side. Somebody needs to praise him one more time. Somebody needs to learn to praise him. Not just on the sunny days. Not just on the good days. Not just when everything is going right. But when you're going through the difficulties, that's when you ought to praise him and thank him. Amen. Come on worship team. Help me out. I want to give this word to somebody here this morning. I'm going to leave you with this. 1 Samuel 22 and 5, And the prophet Gad said unto David, Listen to me. Abide not in the hold. Something's got a hold of somebody. And you can't get free from it today. The prophet told David, Don't you abide in the hold. Depart. Get out of it. Get to the land of Judah. What does Judah mean? Don't stay in that place. Don't stay in the hole. Depart. Leave. Get up and get to the land of Judah, the land of praise, the land of thanksgiving. And then David departed and came into the forest of Hereth. Somebody today, hear me, something has been holding you. It's got you hemmed in. It's been tormenting you. It's been draining your victory and your joy. And every time you start to feel better, you go right back to depression. You go right back to hopelessness. But I've got a word for somebody, and this is the word. Get ready to receive it. You don't have to abide in the hold that the enemy has on your life. I don't care if it's debt, destruction, despair, defeat. In the name of Jesus, it has got to go. Abide not in the hold. So how do you get out? Watch this. I'm gonna give you the answer today. First Samuel 22 and five, and get thee into the land of Judah. In other words, it's time to go to the land of Judah. It's time to go to praising if you want to get free from the hold, listen to me. I'm trying to help you. You will never get out of the hold sitting there silent. As great a job as this team does, they can't praise the Lord for you. You'll never get out of the hold complaining and whining and having a bad negative attitude about it. Nobody's going to feel sorry for us if we do it. In fact, it's going to turn people away. <laughs> the way you get out of the hold the enemy has you in is you have to get to the land of Judah, and Judah means praise.
In the book of Mark, there was a man possessed by 2,000 demons. And I don't think there's anybody in this room today in that bad of shape. Understand, this man came and fell at the feet of Jesus and began to worship him. 2,000 demons could not stop this man from worshiping the Lord. And some people today are letting a little old offense hold them back. That is no excuse whatsoever. Amen. This church, if we had all our chairs out here on the main floor and the balcony was finished and full and every seat in this place, we might could sit 1,500 people. You add 500 more to that, that's how many demons were on the inside of this man screaming no, trying to keep him, but they could not stop him from falling at the feet of Jesus and worshiping him. And how many times, I'm preaching truth today, people may not like it, but how many times do we walk through these doors and we let an offense cause us to sit on our seats and keep our hands and keep silent? How many times does weariness and being tired or distractions. And that's why the throne oftentimes will remain unoccupied. Because Judah is slow and sluggish and hesitant about bringing the king back. If we want to have church around here and we want to see God's greatness, we have got to be a praising, thanksgiving, worshiping church not for show not for emotions but scripturally because he inhabits the praises of his people and he will enthrone he will come set up a throne I can see him when we begin to can you just see it the king of kings coming into Mount Holly church sitting down what a blessing My God, I don't ever want the throne to be unoccupied in any service we have here. If it comes to that place, I have no business being here. Neither do you. We shouldn't even come. But if we can enthrone him, get him to take up the throne in this house when we meet, my God, there's no limit to what he'll do and what he can do.